As we know, the pandemic, it has been really tough on the restaurant and hospitality industry, both in just how long they had to remain closed. And then once reopened, trying to find staff. One restaurant owner in Texas has actually decided to employ robots, robots to help out. And for more on this, we're joined now by James Rylette with Restaurants Canada. He joins us here now on Global News Radio. James, good afternoon. Nice to have you back on with us. Oh, thanks for having me again. All right. First off, can you just give us an update? Just how are things when it comes to staff and the reopening for uh, restaurateurs? Um, well, it's starting to uh, you're starting to get more staff. I uh, think as as people got back into school, then uh, uh, people uh, were hoping we're coming back uh, as the summer ends. I, I think we're getting a little more, um, but there's the problem still exists, and uh, we're it's definitely uh, tough getting as uh, staff. Uh, that enough to uh, to fully ramp up for many cases in many cases. Yeah, and talk to us a bit about this uh, innovative solution that this one uh, Texas restaurateur has decided to uh, employ use. That's uh, the use of uh, robots. Just to, exactly how do robots work in a restaurant, James? It's actually it's funny because uh, about three years ago we had uh, a big presentation at our RC show for uh, with uh, robots and it was uh, quite interesting. They're just pre-programmed uh, like any GPS. Really, um, linked uh, uh, device uh, to go to the table, and so they're loaded in the back room, and uh, and it's, it go, automatically goes to the table. Um, they usually have some kind of a tablet in them that people can uh, order or or uh, ask questions or, or summon the the waiter waits uh, the wait robot in this case uh, to come back. Uh, so. It's nothing. It's not new, new, but it's it's just people are starting to take good uh, looks at it, and uh, it you know it'll probably be something we'll be seeing north of the border sooner than later. All right. So exactly how does it work when you say they're loaded up in the back room? Uh, once the chef prepares your meal, they just slide it onto a tray inside the robot, and the robot uh, is programmed to roll out to I don't know, like table twelve. Here's your meal. Yeah, I've seen a couple versions. One, it was just like a, a regular wait staff dog have a tray and uh, it's balanced on, and it looks like a hand and it, it, it rolls out. Uh, the other uh, version I've seen is, is it has an enclosed space where um, you lift the lid and pull the, the tray of food or the tray plate or tray of food out of it. Uh, seen a couple different models, but uh, I think those will, um, every company that designs these will have uh, different ways. Um, you know, we've been talking to companies in China, they've been reaching out to us and uh, I, I guess there's almost 500,000 of the, op- of the robots operating in uh, restaurants in China. So um, it's, it's not new, new, but uh, we, we've yet to see it here. Yeah, and is there any interaction, if you will, for the customer with the uh, robot? Uh, I understand this uh, robot that's being used again in uh, Texas, uh, I think it's got the ability, at the very least, to say hello to customers. Yeah, we've uh, we've seen that, that they uh, they interact, they talk, and they, uh, they listen for uh, basic commands. Also seen others where they have a touchpad that you can input uh, further orders or uh, requests. Uh, or there's other other um, concepts we've seen where there's a, a tablet at the table and you can uh, you can order through that or you can summon the robot and uh, um, through that um, that that mode. So uh, there's different models for for different companies. But uh, yeah, what has the uh, reaction, James, been of uh, customers overall? Has there been any sort of satisfaction surveys uh, done that you've been privy to? 
I haven't seen any. Uh, you know, in the past, uh, customers have been very hesitant to embrace technology in restaurants. Um, but we're seeing that change. Uh, I, I know when kiosks were first brought in five or six years ago, they were shunned, but uh, they quickly became uh, pretty common in restaurants. Uh, now you're seeing more and more places that have the tablets for ordering. Uh, you still have the wait staff bring it out and uh, interact with the guests, but uh, they can order um, through a wait uh, tablet. That's getting more common. So I think uh, customers are starting to become more uh, um, re- re- less reluctant to uh, embrace the technology. Yeah. Is this the future, though, do you think, James, the future for restaurants in this country? Because obviously the one thing we're missing here is the human element and the ability to really uh, interact between a diner or customer and the uh, staff. And obviously uh, the staff traditionally has played a huge role in the atmosphere of a certain uh, restaurant or establishment. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people and, and most people in the industry don't think that there'll ever be a time that the human element uh, uh fully comes out of the restaurant uh, experience because that's uh, a main uh, expectation for most people. Um, You know, to to be perfectly frank, I think a lot of people would prefer to interact with robots than than not. Uh, It's just uh, how how you're uh, wired. And you you see that in in quick service restaurants where there'll be a lineup to use a kiosk, but nobody is going up to the counter where there's an actual person. And so um, it all depends on what the per, what the customer is used to. But I don't th- and nobody in the industry thinks that the human element will be completely taken out of the uh, equation. But uh, we'll definitely see more and more mechanization as the years as as the years progress. Yeah, I was wondering just what the next 25 years uh, might look like and where we'll be. And will the people uh, get used to, uh, you know, interacting more with uh, robots or AI than, than human beings? I mean, you just mentioned uh, the the kiosks. We did a segment uh, several weeks back on just how the popularity of vending machines has taken off. And, uh, you know, whether or not, I guess, with uh, COVID and concerns uh, over COVID and maybe, uh, you know, sadly, less human interaction, some customers uh, might feel a, a little more safe. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the way it is. And, and, and you know, I, I know a lot of people that just, don't like interacting with people as, as a matter of course. And um, you're seeing that more and more and they, they uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate in many ways, but that's what they're like. So uh, you have to cater to those people as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think you'll see more and more. And one thing that the COVID uh, situation has brought about is a lot more operators are willing to take a chance and uh, say, okay, do we need to do things differently? So um, whether it's something customers are asking for or not, I think you'll start to see more and more uh, devices like this simply because people are willing to take a chance that before they might not have done it. All right, just finally, James, I have to ask you the question that everybody listening in their cars right now, they're probably screaming at their radio. Do you have to tip your robot? I don't know. I haven't used one, so I, I, you know what, I, it depends on how you feel about the robot, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's no little coin slot in the side that I can uh, throw some toonies and loonies into? Oh, I'm sure they would appreciate a little WD-40 or something, but... Uh... Speaking of which, uh, how long do you have to plug these in to, to charge? Do we even know that? 
Um, from what we've seen is they usually charge overnight when the restaurant's closed and they, uh, um, for the ones that we, we saw at our show that they, they operated most of the day with on a single charge. So, um, you know, I think that would be one of the main things is, uh, I don't think anybody wants to invest that much money in a technology that then is going to be down half the day while it's charging. So I think charging, it's, it's a great question because I'm sure that is one of the major issues that someone invests sure. in. James, appreciate, uh, appreciate the time with us as always. Thanks so much. There's James Rylette with uh, Restaurants Canada. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.